Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get get ready to get get med ready. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. We have a bit of a different episode for you today. We thought we'd introduce a new perspective of medicine from a student studying medicine in the UK. Issy the medic is a first year student at Warwick University and she has a YouTube channel where she is dedicated to documenting her journey into medicine and what a day in the life of her life looks like. Um, She's pretty cool, a really interesting person to talk to who's had quite a journey into med. So I hope you find this episode helpful and interesting. Before we get started, I will just say an acknowledgement of country. So I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which I am Zooming from today. That is the Yorta Yorta land. I would also like to pay my respect to the elders past, present and emerging, as well as pay my respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening today. The land in which I am on today is Aboriginal land and always will be Aboriginal land. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Issy. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. So do you just want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, Hello, I'm Issy. I'm a first-year medical student at the University of Warwick in the UK, and I have... And I have basically started a YouTube channel around six months ago now, just talking about, you know, my journey. And um, because it took me quite a few tries to get here, it took me four tries to get into medicine. So it's been a difficult road. Um, But yeah, I'm finally here and finally at med school and currently enjoying the like the roller coaster of a journey so far. Um, And I'm really enjoying the challenge and I'm loving the course and I love being on the course. So, yeah, that, that's a little bit about me. Perfect. We'd love to delve a little bit more into your path into medicine. But first, what sort of inspired you to want to pursue medicine and become a doctor? With that, with your medical journey and um, your attempts at getting in, can you tell us a little bit more about that? So, I in the, in the UK, um, you have the chance to go from straight into an undergraduate degree of medicine. So um, we do college, which is like six, I don't know what it is in Australia, I don't know if it's similar, but mm-hmm. 17, 18, um, you do a two year A-levels and then you go into university. So um, basically I applied for my medicine the first time when I was around 17, so I was in the first year of my A-levels. And um, yeah, I basically, long story short, I didn't get in, I didn't get any offers. But I was like hoping that I'd get the grades for medicine. And at the time, um, you needed three A's at least to get into medicine. Um, but I got AAB. Uh, <laughs> and to be honest, those are really good grades. Like those are amazing A-level grades. Uh, but it just, for medicine, it just wasn't quite there. And then I just was like, I need to get into medicine. So I just like applied for Exeter, um, which was an under, um, sorry, medical sciences at Exeter which was an undergraduate degree that was offering a transfer into 
the medicine course. So I was like, I'm going to go to medical, I'm going to do medical science at Exeter, and I'm going to transfer. So I went there. And then, yeah, um, I didn't get the transfer, long story short. And I was kind of feeling like stuck. I was like, I'm on this degree I don't even want to be on. And I'm stuck here. But I decided to just stay. And I was like, I'm just going to make the most of my opportunities here and just like get into my degree. And I know where I want to be. And I know this degree can be part of me getting there because mm-hmm. I wanted to apply for an, a graduate course. So like, just just focus and then do extracurricular. So I started joining societies and stuff. And then at the end of my degree, I applied. I didn't get I didn't get into graduate courses. I did get into an undergraduate at Exeter, but because it was like sort of semi-internally because I was already there, but because of finances and other personal reasons, I couldn't go um, mm. to Exeter. So I had to then reapply again after that. So I spent a year working in a mental health hospital. Mm. And whilst I was working, I applied for medicine so let's say third like for the fourth time it was like my fourth application basically but my third traditional application because the, the other one was traditional the other one was non-traditional when I applied through Exeter so mm. yeah um I applied and I actually ended up getting three offers out of the four no three interviews out of the four places I applied to wow. and I got a place at Warwick so it was a bit of a journey let's say five years altogether, um, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> wow, but you uh, nailed it in the end. You really... <laughs> I know. The gold. <laughs> and, and with that journey, it's a very, like, long journey. We have lots of students who listen to our podcast who might be in similar positions to you. Um, what advice can you give them when they're sort of stuck, they've applied before and they're, you know, battling with these rejections? Um, what would you tell them? So just thinking of like, you know, what I went through and stuff, the advice, a few things I'd say. And one of the first things is like, it's it's difficult when you don't get in and when you get rejected. But also, I know this sounds cliche, but like in hindsight, I think of it as a redirection. Like, Mm. okay, like definitely take some time to feel how you feel. Like there's nothing wrong with feeling bad, feeling upset crying that's all normal and like make sure you fully process how you're feeling uh but then after that look at it as an opportunity to like sort of see how you can improve your application for the next time and then use that year to, to build yourself get more experience because like I don't know how to like put this but like everything about you is not just medicine like you're worth way more than the application than applying for medicine and I think that's one of the things I discovered like um, try not to get so consumed by the application as it's, it's like obviously it's harder than it it sounds like it sounds but like you're worth more than the application and there's so many things about you and all the like experience that you get is building you up and making you like even better and making your application even stronger so think of you know okay I've, I've not gotten in this time but this is an opportunity for me to find more experience and learn more about medicine and I think, you know, it's very important that, you know, if you do want to reapply and I do say that, you know, try again, that you do, you know, use that opportunity to try and build yourself up to get more experience because it will only make your application stronger. And it, even if you don't get in another time, you know that, you know, like that experience was, you know, you enjoyed it, you learned from the experiences. I think um, one of the things I'd say is that 
when I was, you know, going through all those things that I was definitely maturing um, throughout the process. Uh, so I'm, I'm a strong believer of like, if you keep on fighting, you'll get it. If you keep on going for it, you'll get it. And like, you know, you, sometimes you don't know when you're going to end up somewhere, but life does usually have a funny way of making you end up like literally where you need to be. Like, I had no idea that I would be here today. Like I thought, like, and the thing is, there are going to be times throughout your journey where you're going to think, I don't want to do this anymore. Like there was times during my degree, like, I don't want to do medicine anymore. Like I was like, I'm not doing medicine. So mm-hmm. like, even when you do think like that, just try and remember, you know, I'm just feeling this way because I didn't get it in the first time. It doesn't mean that I'm not worth medicine. It doesn't mean I'm going to be any less of a doctor. In fact, I feel like it does build resilience and these are qualities that will make you a better doctor. You'll be all the better for it. So uh, try not to worry. That's my advice. I know I've not said everything, um, but like, yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell what I believe and, you know, just keep going. Yeah, no, I think that's brilliant advice because when you sort of battle with maybe um, marks that, aren't high enough to get you into medicine or um, a couple of rejections you can just sort of get so down on yourself and it's hard to not define yourself by those numbers so I think that's a real reminder like being a doctor most of it isn't to do with like you know the grades or whatever a lot of it's to do with how you communicate with people and that's Mm -hmm. just a fact when you're sitting with a patient they're not going to be thinking, oh, this person didn't get the grades A level. They're going to want to speak to you. They want to hear, like, they want to know what you want to say. They trust you and like, they want you to help them. So I think like, that's like the basis of it. You're going to be interacting with people. You're going to be communicating with these patients. You're going to be like making your contact with them really worthwhile. So just because you didn't get the grades at, you know, the grades at school does not mean that you won't be a good doctor. Um, everyone learns differently everyone has a different way of learning academically so don't don't let it put you down like in the grand scheme of things being a good a good doctor is a lot to do with your personality yeah like that's what I believe yeah exactly and those experiences that you end up having because you didn't get into medicine can help shape who you who you're going to be but also what type of doctor you're going to be and I think that happened for you um you mentioned working um in a mental health hospital um can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah so in my gap year this was last year so this was around it's 2019 till the start of the start of my degree basically um I worked in a medium secure forensic mental health hospital I was an occupational therapy support worker so part of my job was basically supporting the team of occupational therapists and support workers and we worked together to sort of like you know do activities with the patients um so this was sort of like to helping them help them rehabilitate um part of their journey to help them improve their mental health um mm-hmm. Give them a sense of purpose, motivate them through these meaningful activities, and also like helping support like these groups such as problem solving. So giving them like these skills to help them in life. Um, it's very very like it's it's it was like honestly the experience there was amazing. Like I learned so much, and the thing is, it really opened my eyes to the like the effects that mental health can have on someone's well-being that can have on someone's quality of life and like it gave me so many skills because as a doctor like I'm going to be working in situations where 
anyone could walk through that door and I need to know how to communicate with with them at the end of the day so um, a lot of the patients I was working with had different mental health issues um, personality disorders um, schizophrenia um, etc so like knowing how to communicate with like with people and knowing how to you know like just make like make an impact like having a conversation um that that's I feel like that's gonna really help me because like with like with medicine you're not just dealing with physical illness you're also deep you might you might be dealing with a patient that has a severe mental illness um and you, like say if I want to go into psychiatry I'm going to be working with these people every day if you're an A&E anyone can come through that door so mm -hmm. I think it gave me a lot of skills but it really did teach me like the importance of mental health it's not that I didn't know it before but like just seeing it firsthand um like really did make me realize what what like mental health can the impact that it can have on someone's life just functioning daily um mm -hmm. some people it some people don't like can't do that because of their mental health because it's not like because their mental health is so poor so it's just yeah it's taught me a lot honestly yeah yeah I can imagine mental health is something that we hold very close to our hearts here at Halad to Health um, part of the work we do is health education in rural Philippines but we've recently started a program which is all about providing free mental health services um, to those in rural and disadvantaged areas in the Philippines and we really see that importance as well. So it's really great to hear from you having that really hands-on work in another country as well, that impact that you can make. And I totally agree. I think all of those skills and if it wasn't for getting those rejections, um, you wouldn't have found those skills um, and you might be a different person today. So I think it's really important for our listeners as well. If you're in a similar position, maybe doing a job you didn't plan to do, think about how that can help you in your career in the future. Yeah, definitely. And I think what you're doing at Halad's Health is honestly amazing, like especially providing free mental health services. I think it's really, really good. I think that, you know, as a society, sometimes we do, you know, we, we're very on physical health, which is great. But I think that mental health is just as important. It has an impact on literally everything in your life, like your well-being, being able to concentrate, being able to like you know being able to function um also it has an, an impact on your physical health as well like if your mental health isn't great how are you supposed to like properly take care of your physical health yeah I think you know everybody has mental health everyone um, has mental health so it's like just as everyone has, has physical health so I think it's really important that what you're doing is is really important yeah yeah absolutely thank you yeah we are very passionate about it and something else we are doing with our podcast um this season season three is all focused around sort of getting ready for med school um students who have just got their offer or are maybe looking to apply next year um what things that they should know about or what resources they should know about and something that I like to do is tell them what a day in the life is like um and I was telling you just before we started recording how much I love to watch day in the life videos um, of medical students so could you yeah. tell us in a few words what a day in the life of um, your med student life is like <laughs> so to be honest um, in a typical day how would I put it work like work um, lectures mm. um, being like oh like to be honest I'm like oh my goodness 
will I ever understand this? That does go through my head like 10 times a day. Um, mm. Especially when doing anatomy. I'm like, will I ever remember this? Um, so yeah, there are times when you're a medical student where you're thinking, I, I don't think, I don't know if I'm ever going to know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so much content. Um, but yeah, uh, my typical day, I get up in the morning. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit of a procrastinator, which is something I'm going to work on. But I procrastinate a little bit shower eat um and then a lot of the time we have our case-based learning groups which is where we have a patient case and we use like you know some of the content that we've learned that day um not that day but that content that we've have covered that week so say if we're doing the respiratory system which is to do with the lungs and stuff um and we'd ha- like you know have a patient case where someone has like a disorder or something we try and like as a group figure out um what we're like what's going on and then we use our knowledge and anatomy and you know uh cell tissue and biomedicine and all of that and we sort of like try and find like a diagnosis so I find it really interesting for consolidate like really good for consolidating my learning mm-hmm. and then uh we do this online now because of COVID-19 um of course most things are online and then with my anatomy teaching day as well um that's like my favorite day I go into uni um, and we basically just consolidate our anatomy knowledge and our clinical skills knowledge. So with the anatomy, we look at like plastinates, which are sort of like, how would I describe plastinates? They're like... Oh, like pro-sections? Like, yeah, pro-sections, but they've been plastinated. Right, yeah. And then like we have a look into like the human body and like the arteries and things like that. And we sort of use that to consolidate our knowledge of anatomy. And we have like the workshops and stuff. And then we have our clinical skills which basically teaches you how to take examinations. So like each day is different, to be honest. Mm. But a lot of it is lectures and um, a lot of it is online at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Something that I think the incoming students this year will be experiencing for a little bit as well. Hopefully not the whole year, but uh, definitely for the beginning of the year, I think. (laughs) But thank you for that. And anyone who wants to know more about what a day in the life that you see is like, um, you can check out her YouTube videos. She's got a few there, as well as some YouTube videos about her GAMSAT journeys um, that go a bit more in depth than what we have time for today. So definitely check those out. Um, but Issy, where can they get in contact with you and, and see your videos? Uh, my YouTube channel is Issy the Medic, and my Instagram is Issy the Medic as well. So it's I S I the Medic, and I also have my email as well which you can contact me by which is issythemedic at gmail.com if you ever want to send me an email perfect thank you we'll put all of that in the show notes um if anyone wants to keep in touch with you i definitely recommend your youtube videos they're great um but thank thank you you for joining (laughs) us today it was lovely speaking to you and you've provided some really helpful information and some and some good stories as well for our listeners so thank you for that thank you Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.